Hi, this is Kirsten. And this is Sydney. And we're the Trinamic Duo. And I am an elite triathlon coach as well as an athlete. And my racing age this year is 55. I am an elite age grouper who is Team USA and All-American. I am currently pregnant, but my racing age is 18. Welcome to our mother-daughter podcast, The Trinamic Duo. Okay, everybody, today we have the totally awesome Erin Carson, who is also known as uh, EC Fit Boulder. And she is what Sydney and I feel. We feel like she is basically the top um, strength training coach for anybody in the world yeah. who's doing triathlon, <laughs> uh, you know, running, cycling, uh, swimming, any of those things. I mean, she is absolutely the top of the top. She works with some of the current world champions, former world champions. We've got um, amazing names like Marinda Caffrey, Flora Duffy, uh, just awesome, awesome experience mm -hmm. and, um, you know, a huge amount of knowledge. And then before she says anything to you, I also want to let everybody know that she is a totally badass age grouper and uh, killing it in the age group, I think Ironman 70.3, a lot of those and going to Worlds this coming year, right? Yes, September 7th in Nice. Yay! Nice. So Yay. She, she has it on all fronts and we're bringing her to you because uh, you asked for strength training. Mm -hmm. We got a lot of questions on strength training and we were like, okay, who is absolutely the best of the best? And, you know, who can you have access to? And that's why we're bringing her to you. So um, thanks for joining us, Erin. You are so awesome for taking the time and hanging with us <laughs> for a little bit. My absolute pleasure. The first thing that we do on our call um, or on our um, podcast is... Is we have our, our badass women's fact. Yes, Sydney, Sydney does a badass women's fact. So... Uh, I think um, I think Aaron's gonna like this one. Okay, yeah. Yeah, go for so, it. So um, it's not as much a fact as just like appreciating. So we're just Ruth Bader Ginsburg, as most people know. She is a three-time. Well, she survived colon cancer, pancreatic cancer, and lung cancer. If you don't know her, she's the oldest sitting Supreme Court justice at 86 years old. She can do 10 push-ups easily, which I even have a hard time doing that. <laughs> um, she does, and she does a full body strength workout twice a week for an hour at 86 years old what? after having colon, pancreatic, and lung cancer. Oh, and she said she's not retiring anytime soon. That's good to know. I just... Thank goodness. Like, yeah. it's just like how... She's just so badass. Like, she doesn't stop. She's like, okay, well, I beat that. Yeah. Now, I'm going to do some... <laughs> some fitness and be <laughs> yeah she's just uh she's the best and and um last podcast we did the um badass women's fact was that more women hold world records for water long distance swim. open water swimming than men do which is like awesome so i thought that was awesome so even if you're 86 years old you can still do your strength training if anyone's yeah. listening yeah <laughs> Um, so let's hear from Erin. Uh, 
what, let's go with the, the bigger questions first. What do you wish more women knew about strength training? I think the most important thing for me is that you don't necessarily, I mean, I, I mean, kudos to RBG for one hour appointments and, and the focus that she shows in, in 60 minutes. But I think the most important thing to, to, that I want to get across is you don't need a full hour. You could, you can do three to six things, uh, two or three times a week or four to six times a week and, and finding your magic, I call it. Yeah. Um, you don't, you don't need this big block of time that people think that you need. Um, and, and a lot of times because that feels like it's a big chunk of the day to go to the gym and, and work out for an hour and then, you know, shower and then come home, they just skip it all together. And so the most, one of the, one of the biggest messages from me is to find those three to five things that will really give you a, the best bang for your buck and, and just do them every day or every other day, or we, we can figure out, you know, some of the, the time I spend with my people is, you know, what works best for you and let's figure that out so that it is something that you can do the rest of your life. Mm, that's good stuff. Yeah, that's a that's a really really good point because I definitely see that that people get really intimidated with, you know, oh my gosh, I'm doing my whatever training that you're doing, whether you're a cyclist or a runner or a triathlete, and then you're like, okay, well, now how do I add in my extra gym time? So that's awesome. Yeah. So basically, let's get those few things that are going to make the most difference for you and just, you know, do them more easily, you know? Exactly. Exactly. So, so even, and I know we're going to talk about this later, yeah. but even, even in my app, uh, the programs, I want to be generous with the ideas and the, the workouts. And there are times of the year when we do have time that we can get, you know, 10, eight things done in the gym. And sometimes that takes a little bit longer um, I still dictate that if you only have 30 minutes, you do, you, you'd follow this plan until 30 minutes and then you leave. <laughs> and right. if you have 45 minutes, you follow this plan until 45 minutes and yeah, then no. you leave. Yeah. yeah you really don't, you don't keep, you don't keep going until the, the program says, okay, I, you've done your last exercise. That that's not how we roll. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. That, that totally yeah. makes sense. That makes it so much more manageable. Definitely more exactly. manageable. Exactly. Um, is there anything that you uh, want to bring to light that is maybe more women-specific that you feel like, you know, these are the things that women should definitely be doing? Yeah, you know, I think that... Um I think that the biggest thing is that this is a journey and, and I, I've already said it once, this is something we want you to do the rest of your life because we do, we do preach. I preach health bef before I preach speed. Yeah. Not everybody wants to, not everybody wants to hear that. <laughs> so, so sometimes I come at it with like, you're going to be so much faster. This is amazing. And that's all they want to hear. <laughs> yeah. That, that <laughs> makes then, a lot of sense. Right. Yeah. yeah. But, but the truth, the truth and the underlying uh, programming and thought process for me is longevity is always going to be healthy before fit healthy before fast. Um, and, and that's, 
that's always the biggest, the biggest thing. What's the healthy thing? And so when we look at women, mm-hmm. how we kind of travel through our lives, the one thing I want all of my women to know that it might take us months to get you there. It, it might even take us years to get there. But I want you to be lifting heavy weights. Mm-hmm. And, and it doesn't mean I need you to do it every single workout. But we all need to find an exercise or two or three or sometimes even four um, that you feel super confident grabbing the handles of the hex bar and just standing up strong and proud and, and overloading. And some people can't do the hex bar because they've got knee issues or back issues mm-hmm. when we start. So it, it takes us time. And I know we're going to talk about women, but to give you an example of, of a very, very high functioning athlete, um, Rini's husband, Tim O'Donnell. Yeah. Um, Tim is, is not quite as stable and, and good on one foot as Rennie is, but it took me eight months to get him under heavy load. So we don't want to be in a big hurry, but it is where we want to go. And for many, many reasons, but one of my primary reasons for that is the hormonal response to heavy loading and uh, that how it, the, the uh, force into your tissue and force into your skeleton and those connective uh, connective mechanisms within the body we want we want you to experience what it feels like to lift heavy things so that being said that that's the biggest healthy thing that we want to get across now i definitely want to go somewhere and understanding um more of what you're talking about referencing the the hormone response Mm -hmm. so is there something in the female um you know hormone makeup that, 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 that helps with? Well, yeah, we don't, we all have a level of testosterone within our bodies Mm -hmm. and, and it is, it is an important balance to strike. Um, Sarah true, who, who I've been associated with, but I don't train her or anything like that, but she had a really honest, um, kind of raw, uh, article in triathlete magazine about, about mood and depression. Yeah. And, and, and negativity and how to get back to the, to the positive. And I think when you train for an Ironman or you're training for uh, a long, slow distance kind of uh, training methodology, we can screw up our home hormone balance and, and we just can slowly get drained down, down, down. And our mood starts to go down, down, down. And we, when we start to understand and feel that, that, little bit lack of sparkle that we usually have and we know we're not right yeah um we need to have we need to have a a strategy to get us out of that and and for me with my athletes that's a big thing that I'm always watching is how was your day today how did you you know how's your relationship going how how are you feeling and and we want to hear I'm feeling great you know I'm happy everything's good but if we don't hear that and I have athletes that I work with that that sometimes they come in I'm struggling and they're they're honest with me and I appreciate that I can get them under some of that heavy load. It's amazing how that, that sparkle can start to come back. And by the end of the session, um, they're, they're smiling. They've got a little more spring in their step. And, and it wasn't because they lifted weights because they needed to get stronger. It's because we lifted weights to change the mood. And, and it actually works. So That's good stuff. I, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, so that hormone, and, and that's, you know, in a younger athlete, um, like a Sarah True or a Jeannie Seymour or somebody like that, um, you know, we can use it to just help bring the, bring the hormones back into balance, but 
once we start dealing as women in that perimenopause and menopause, right. then it becomes even then it becomes even more important um, because our testosterone starts to really go down. And if we're Ironman athletes, uh, we can't supplement it. And if we're non-Ironman athletes, we should think about full hormone replacement therapy. But it's uh, it depends. If you, if you're an age grouper and you're racing Ironman, you're not allowed to to supplement testosterone. So yeah. having a really solid strength training program in place as you enter into that that decade of the 40s, it can really help through perimenopause. And it can really help through menopause uh, be a good strategy for hormone balance. Oh, wow. Yeah. Wow. That's fantastic. You know, I mean, we study a lot on the nutrition side of these things. And, um, and of course there's lots of other things that come up when you're talking about perimenopause and menopause or just, uh, you know, anything past 40 or so. Yeah. But this is like a pretty, pretty awesome information. I mean, um, let's go a little further into that because I think that's really fascinating for a lot of people that mm-hmm. are listening to this podcast. Now, for um, a female athlete that's 40 plus, um, adding in that, you know, real weight bearing stuff and, and getting those, um, you know, I guess it would be uh, is this something you would do at the gym? Maybe if you could just describe a little bit the kinds yeah. of things that they should be doing. That'd be awesome. Yeah. You know, and I, I own a gym, so yeah. I'm always at, when I'm at work, I'm at the gym mm-hmm. and, and I, even I find it hard sometimes to get down into the weight room and do my stuff because I'm working, mm-hmm. you know? So I, I, the, 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 the challenge is, is five to 10 times that if you don't work at the gym. So right. I have some thing I have some things at my house. I mean, I think most of us that are serious athletes, um, we have our trainers for our bikes and we may or might not have a treadmill at our house, but mm-hmm. we, you know, mm-hmm. we need to have access to a, a treadmill. Um, Amazon prime, and I'll just give them their shout out. Not that they need it, yeah. but it's so, it's so easy to order like kettlebells or a hex bar with some weights on Amazon because they don't charge you for shipping if you have prime. And so in my basement, I have, uh, sets of ke- of kettlebells i have three sets of kettlebells and i have a hex bar and on with that hex bar deadlift and if you just do that on amazon search for it you'll see it's about 130 bucks for a bar and then you add a, cu- a little bit of weight to that you're probably looking at you're going to get out the door you're going to have three sets of kettlebells a hex bar all in your basement that is going to last you the rest of your life for less than 400 dollars and the whole thing will cost you about 300 bucks. So less than a gym membership and, and probably all you're going to need. Yeah. Um, maybe some bands, but they're $14. I mean, that's nothing. So, so I think that if we could have this little compact set and you don't need this big line of dumbbells, like at the gym, most people don't have enough space for that stuff. Yeah. So it's really compact. That's, that's what I would suggest. And that's what I suggest. And I'm coming out with some new, some new programs for the app that, that includes just kettlebells and hex bar and oh, bands. Awesome. awesome. So people can do it at home. And they, so I'm going to get off my bike from my hard interval session on my bike. I'm going to do 20 minutes of hex bar and kettlebell, and then I'm going to go to work. And that is just the perfect little home gym. Yeah. 
That's good. Yeah, I mean, geez, that's so funny because you know, like you said, you own a gym. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I and I and I have a hard time. Yeah. That's so funny. Yeah, I love it. <laughs> um, the um, and and say it's somebody who's like just beginning to strength train, who's in that age group, just getting into it. Yeah, yeah, just getting into it, and they're just like, yep. wow, I can't hold a you know one minute plank yeah or something, or something. yeah <laughs> um yeah or, or what what do you suggest if it's like you know they're listening to this and they're just like okay i'm I'm actually a pretty decent athlete but i haven't done any strength training yeah <laughs> you know what, yeah what should well, I and, and it's funny because we're gonna we're gonna take you on a journey you need to go on a journey so the the more the more recent wisdom and and I think when I'm talking to a professional athlete, and I train a lot of people who are not professional athletes, mm-hmm. but the, the pros tell us a story. You know, they are the top of the food chain when it comes to performance. And when I sit and try and talk to someone like like Marinda Carfrey, Rini doesn't really like lifting weight. Mm-hmm. Um, what we don't really talk about muscle. We are going to talk about connective tissue and the fascial system. And I think that's where I become a little bit unique in my approach to training endurance athletes. So the first thing we're going to do before we start thinking about adding a lot of external load and keeping in mind what I said earlier, I still mean, still holds true. We need you to go on this journey. I need you to lift heavy weights eventually. Mm-hmm. But premier, before we start doing that, I need to make sure that you're moving really, really well. So we want to see this smoothness and we want to see this fluidity in movement. So we do some movement screens and we can just look and even play catch. And we, we look at how that whole system is moving before we start adding a, a external load. So mobility is step one and all those movements and we know that when we ride our bike i'm going to go ride my bike tomorrow for probably four and a half hours and i'll be climbing a lot of that mm-hmm. so my hip flexors are going to be really oh, yeah. quite shortened and you know we like to blame the psoas for a lot of things so i try to not blame the psoas because it's not <laughs> the only hip flexor there is and and we i'm actually going to look at that whole connective tissue in the capsule of the hip so the anterior hip is going to get tight tomorrow when I go uh, ride my bike. Right. And, and I, my first line in mobility is going to be, after I get off my bike, is to open that hip up again and get it moving the way it needs to be moving. So I'll do some, some movements when I get off the bike for about five or six minutes that'll help me recover better and lead me into a good run on Sunday morning. If I didn't do this mobility work, my hip is going to be shortened on the front side of the hip from riding my bike so much. And, and what that tends to do is, and I, I hate to use big words, but I'm just going to throw down yeah. neurologically inhibits your glutes. You know, we, we are all talking so much about glute strength and core strength, but all the things that we do in swim, bike, run shorten the, the front side of the body all day at work when I'm working on my computer, it shortens the front side of the body. Right, right. All day when I'm walking around, gravity is pulling me to the front and shortening the front side of my body. All that shortening on the front side inhibits the function and the strength and the access to the back side of the body. So if an athlete comes in uh, like that, that's been training really hard, 
their body language is going to tell me that they need mobility more than they need strength training. Mm-hmm. So it, it's not, it's not unheard of right now, especially uh, everybody I'm training uh, is training hard. There's really important races coming up. People need to qualify for Kona. Mm-hmm. People need to qualify for the world championships, all the things. So they're training really hard. They come in, their shoulders are rounded to the front side, to the front. They're, their uh, feet are externally rotated because their hips are so tight, you know, so we've got to get them out of those, that tightness before we can lift weights. So frequency is kind of important and and restoring good movement and just understanding those natural human patterns and responses that our, that our body has to good hard training um, is more important than, than lifting a bunch of weights um, you don't want to load a body that isn't moving well. So yeah, first and foremost thing. Yeah. Back to the health. Exactly. Thing. Yeah. Yep. Um, yep. And that's and so I, I like that, to think about, yeah, I like to think about a bubble. We all live in a movement bubble. And as we age, that bubble gets smaller and smaller and smaller. And my goal is that it doesn't. <laughs> so, you know, even when I look at RBG, I was like, just let me get my hands on her. I would love to be train her for like a week and just, you know, she's got some skeleton issues because oh, yeah. of how much how much work she does. But that is just a direct response because if you watch her movie, she's just she's working and reading and intensely forward head and you yeah, know she's is always like, bent oh. over something. She's yeah. always yeah. Yeah. Now, nobody wanted to end up like that. Like when we sit here at, at fifty, you know, we're like, I don't want to end up like that. So yeah. I think that's uh, yeah. So, so mobility is basically bringing everything back into balance and allowing yep. your body to move in a more natural way and basically teaching it and, and bringing that balance in. Now you have, um, and we're just going to kind of put this in here right now because I want people to, to realize this as we're having this conversation, that you have an app called the EC Fit Boulder app, right? And yeah, that... Um, is a really easy way to access you. And in the app, I know you have a um, one program that's everyday mobility. Is, yep. is that something that as that pertains to what you were just talking about? I mean, is that something that people can download and then they've got all those things that you were just talking about? Exactly. Okay. So they, they're kind of like baselines. They're baselines. Yeah. And, you know, every one of my programs has a story. And one of my best clients, and actually one of my co-owners of the club, one of my investors, uh, moved to, to France. And she and I are the same age. Um, she's not a triathlete. She's actually a dancer. Um, mm-hmm. But she was like, Aaron, I don't want to lose the posture. So posture is a big one, guys, that, yeah. that I focus on that, that shows us that, that strong female presence and strong posture. I always want women, young women, to, to stand tall. Yeah. And just own your, and just own your space, you know? And so she's moving, she moved to France and she goes, how am I going to train with you? And, and I was like, well, this app, I, I might as well make a program for you and you can just follow it. And so, um, she actually stars in a little bit. There's, uh, my friend Laura's there and, oh, you know, okay. she's in France and she's doing the program and, you know, she's, she's going to be gone for two years or maybe even three and, and we're just staying connected. And so the app for me, kind of became a delivery system of the information for for people who wanted to who needed to travel or 
Yeah. You know, they're at a, at a faraway training camp. It's how I, I train a lot of top athletes around the world, even though they, they live in South Africa half the year or they ha- right. they, oh, yeah, they're in Canada or wherever they are, you know, they need to have this progressive communication. And it's, uh, it got really complicated writing word documents to them, oh, yeah. sending them lists. And they're oh, like, yeah. well, what do you mean? What yeah. do you mean when you say reach back, step to the front, you know, like, I'm like, well, let me take a video. And then I was trying to do it on YouTube and oh, that was so slow. Yeah. So the, the, the app is, is super cool. And it's just, you see it, the name of the exercise is there, but more than anything, it's just like, just do what I tell you, just it's do what you see, totally you know, awesome. it's much easier. We love the app. I mean, I, I have everyday core. I have, I am strength with Miranda Caffre. Mm-hmm. Oh, Renee's program. <laughs> I have, uh, yeah, just some really good ones, you know, oh, that, yeah. that I'm just, Oh, you guys, thank you. And, and Sydney's using, um, yeah. And I'm using the, the prenatal strength training one. Yeah. Ish. Kind of nice. <laughs> pretty pregnant now. So I'm like, Oh, but well, that might really might be being, might be doing phase two on that sometime in the next couple of years. So that'll be fun. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. Mm. Let me get another one. I don't think Sydney's having another mm. one. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like yeah. Watch my Instagram this weekend because I'm babysitting Izzy. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh my goodness. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. Cause she is, she, she's like the most popular posts I ever have. Izzy is amazing. <laughs> okay. So, uh, really amazing stuff so far. Um, Sydney, I think you had a really good question that a lot of people seem to, um, this comes up a lot. Yeah. So my question it might come out weird, but it's, um, so when is the best time to do your strength training? Like, ah, I think, and this is a, yeah, super, super uh, common, great question. Ideally, if you are a performance oriented athlete, um, and I'm going to put myself in that category because I care, I care about my outcome, you know? So I, I tend not to be, you know, I'm, I, I love being popular with whoever wants to follow along, but I think the most important thing is that people that want to see themselves get better um, are a good audience for me. Yeah. Yeah. So those people, um, and it doesn't mean they have to win. It just means that they, they like to get better. You know, this is my 10 K time and I hope it goes down. You know, it's like those, that's a good audience. If that's the case, then that person um, needs to make their, their training a priority. So we want to see the swim happen first and then gym. So we do swim and gym sometimes mm-hmm. it, or sometimes we want to see that hard bike session happen first. Mm-hmm. We want the quality. We, we want you to go into your bike session, not fatigued because yeah. it's a key session. Um, and then it, it would be bike and gym. And then if there's a key run session, you know, a key interval session, we don't want to do a gym session before that. Now, there are things that we could do, like the hip openers. You could do the hip openers before the, the, uh, the treadmill session or, or the key run and then come back and finish the gym session. Like yeah. you can, I, there are things that I give that, that could help set you up for success within a swim, bike, run session. But for the most part, it, when possible, the gym, the gym work should be done after the, the specific sport. Gotcha. Yeah, that makes sense to not be fatigued for your 
Right. And, and sometimes if I have on my schedule and I don't get a lot of this from my coach, but if I get like two hour aerobic ride, I would be happy to do a gym session before that ride and it would be just fine. Yeah, you know, I cause mean, I'm, I'm just going like to keep my heart rate down anyway. Yeah. I mean, it's just like a bit, it's like an easy base ride. Right. So yeah, really doing a lot of load. Maybe you're working on something like, you know, skills oriented, well, and, you know, something like and, that. And you guys are coaches. So, you know, the most frustrating thing is when you say go do an aerobic ride zone one or two, and your athlete goes out and rides zone three or four. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, yeah. no, 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 no. <laughs> so yeah, sometimes yeah, that's, doing that's it. When we get two, our, like, sometimes. Oh, <laughs> best so hard, right? <laughs> <laughs> yep. Oh, yeah. So, so sometimes if you have, if you're an athlete that tends to have a hard time going easy, then it's a good idea to do gym before an easy session so that you'll actually go oh, yeah. easy. That's so a great strategy. I like sense. this strategy. I like that. Yeah. Because <laughs> yeah. now you have to. Mm-hmm. to uh huh. That's so awesome. Yeah. Now you're like, okay, I've taken it. I've, you know, I've beat it out of myself a little bit and that, that angst that I had. And yeah. now I'm actually able to go ride zone one, zone two. That's mm-hmm. great. Yeah, I like that sense. strategy. Um, I think it also goes okay, in. With that. Yeah. yeah. So my next question is how many times a week should you do strength training? Like if you do one of the programs on your app, how many times a week yeah. should you be doing that? Well, there's, you know, it's funny. I, I have three books that I have not written any of them, <laughs> but, but the title of <laughs> the title of the first book is endurance ex- endurance athletes don't need more exercise. So that's kind of my response to um, some of these high intensity interval training workouts, like an orange theory and stuff like that. Like that's not going to make you a better triathlete. It's going to make you fitter. It might make you healthier for a while, but it's not going to make you better triathlete. The, um, the next one is, is called how strong is strong enough. And that's one that's just kind of going to deal with the fact that you don't have to keep lifting more and more and more and more weight. That's not the goal. The goal is to get faster and faster and faster and faster at swim, bike, run or biking or whatever it is. That's where you want to, that's, if you're getting faster, when you go out running, you're strong enough and we just need to keep nurturing the health of that system. The third book is really confusing, but it's the answer to your question is it's, it, it depends. (laughs) (laughs) It depends. It just depends. So in the app, each app, uh, each program has a PDF. That, that kind of guides you which workout to do when and in which order. And I did it that way because some people should only do gym twice a week and some people prefer to do it four times a week. And the reason that that works out okay is because we're going to limit your time in the gym. And that's kind of where we started this podcast. We're like, how long you know, does a session need to be in? In my world, sometimes a session can be 20 minutes, 30 minutes, or 45 minutes. Very rarely do we do an hour. So, mm-hmm. um, so if somebody is really thriving and they're progressing and they feel good, then what they're doing is what they should do. So if they're doing four times a week, 20-minute sessions, and their coach is stoked, they're recovering, they're progressing, they're throwing down PRs when they should, then they should do four times a week. Yes. Yeah, so now, so it, yeah, and it, I think body. that that's probably challenging for some athletes because, you know, a lot of them are used to, well, 
if I'm going to get faster on the bike, then I need more hours on the bike, mm -hmm. you know, or yes. I need more yards. And, 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 I, and I agree with that statement. Like that's one of those things. Lifting heavy deadlifts mm -hmm. won't make you a better cyclist. Yeah. Great bike programming and riding your bike is going to make you a better cyclist. The strength training is there to support the tension that's put into the tissue that you can, so that you can tolerate the training. Yeah, you know, I'm, I'm, creating, I'm creating more resiliency within the system. The coach is making you a better biker. So and a faster we kind of call that, I think, durability. Yes, right, we Jimmy? call that durability. Yeah. Basically, Brilliant. Yep. yeah, you're creating that awesome durability that's needed uh, to get to that next level. Um, yep. Without that's getting, exactly right. You know, the overuse, you know, type of thing. Right. Um, so yeah, I had a gentleman last night. I was doing a clinic and, and he just won a time trial, 40K time trial, and he's just around 50 and he goes but but right at the end of the time trial my back started hurting so do i have a week back and i'm like no you just got to tissue tolerance and then you just kept pushing and you had a killer performance and you won but that didn't come without a cost yeah. for the tissue mm -hmm. and that that performance that he threw down was only four days ago so i'm like you're just not recovered yet you don't have a bike you don't have a back issue yeah. you know yet yeah. that i see just yeah. just be patient it'll come back yeah. and you'll come back stronger but does it hurt a little bit right now yeah but that's progress so yeah he he you know just that understanding especially as we get older it takes us long to longer to recover when we exceed tissue tolerance oh yeah that makes sense yeah that totally makes sense um the other thing like you're saying about age i just want to go back to that just for a minute um the the thing that's you know always said when you've got women uh 40 50 and above is that your that strength training training is needed in your program in order to even just keep your muscles building or just keep them yeah. staying the same it just seems to be like the message that's very widely out there um what do you have any thoughts on that um, it goes to that third book. It depends because everybody's going to be a little bit different. And I've, it's been interesting in the last six months, I've had two or three people reach out to me and share with me that they have been doing my programs and they're, they've put on muscle. They've gotten heavier mm. because they're carrying, they're carrying more muscle. So my first question is, how's your performance? And some people are like, well, I'm carrying more muscle and I'm going faster. And I'm like, okay, good. You're, you're fine. Yeah, we're but good. then I've got a couple of, a couple of people. Yeah, that's good. That's perfect. Some other people are like, I'm, I'm, I'm actually not progressing. I'm, I feel heavy. I don't like it. So then we kind of, we skew over and I'm not an expert here, but I, but I do know the data on it. Um, if you're eating protein, if you're eating too much protein, you're, you're feeding your tissue and it's growing. Mm -hmm. it, we need to decrease the amount of protein. So just, just this week I was emailing with a guy um, who, who was end up, he was eating 1.3 grams per kilogram of body weight mm -hmm. and my certifying agency the nsca uh, says that that is the protein profile of somebody who is trying to gain muscle mm. so my suggestion to him was to bring it back down to one gram per kilogram of, of body weight or even a little bit less and i'm not i don't 
I don't have big ranges and extremes and yeah. you know, there's, there's so many, there's so many apps that you can use to actually figure that out or get in the ballpark of how you're eating. So we're changing eating strategies to ensure that people aren't gaining too much muscle. But the truth is that we know is that at the age of 30, we start losing muscle mass. If we don't do stuff, we don't do something about it. Right. So even that, you know, let alone by the time we're 40, if we haven't done anything about it, we're really starting to, to decrease the size of, of the muscle fiber. So sometimes just to stay at net zero, we have to be in a very strong, uh, organized strength program just to stay at zero, not to lose muscle. Right. Or, you know, also to look in phases of training, you know, looking at Nice. Nice has a bunch of big climbing. There's a huge climb on the bike. Mm-hmm. I don't want to carry a bunch of muscle up up that uh, up that hill on September 7th. So probably August 7th, even at the age of 50 or a little, I'm a little more than 50, um, I'll decrease my protein just a little bit, and I might lose a little bit of muscle. Um, but that's that's a strategy that I'll yeah. use. Yeah, so I mean, that's a more know that know thyself. Yeah, I thought I think that's an excellent point that so much of this is individual. Um, yeah, and I think, uh, and I know, uh, not I think, but I know for women, I highly recommend um, Dr. Stacy Sims' book Roar if you're looking for nutrition information and um, and how that affects uh, all the different effects, especially doing menopause. Nice. Yeah, yeah, there's a whole section. There's a whole section on that. Uh, there's actually whole sections for all different age groups, but yes. she does go into those same types of things that you were just talking about, Aaron. Which is like, is this a time that you're trying to build muscle? Um, you know, then then this is what you would do with your dietary changes and and things like that. I think a lot of women um, who are not particularly, you know dialed in on this stuff yet or haven't really educated themselves on it yet possibly don't take in enough protein once they're above 50 and then wonder why Mm -hmm. there isn't any muscle being built uh you know there's all these like different kinds of diets out there but like you said know thyself i think it's very important that you um listeners really uh think about um what's going on with your body and try to understand your body, you know, when we're talking about all of this. <clears throat> yeah. And it's, it's funny because as a, <clears throat> excuse me, as a strength coach, I sometimes will get like two or three months in with a client mm-hmm. before they actually admit that they have some aesthetic goals. Yeah. So they'll come, they'll come to me and they'll be like, I want to be healthier. I think I'm going through menopause and I think I want to just, be strong. And then, you know, sometime three or four months after we get to be a little bit closer as friends and humans, and they're like, how do I get shoulders like that? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what does my back look like in the mirror? You know, and it, it's, it's really pretty cool. Um, and I think it's, you should be proud of that. You know, you should want, if you're feeling like a, an athlete and a little bit of a badass, then, then a little bit of, you know, the strong posture and the seeing a little bit of muscle in your shoulders and your back, that can be super sexy. And that's just yeah. really a, a mindset too. Yeah. So 
it's not, it's, it's okay to, to want to have that aesthetic that looks great in the little black dress and the sleeveless number and whatever, you know, I am so proud to, to be part of that esteem that comes with strength. So I, I just thought I'd throw that in there. I'm all about making people fast and yeah. feeling good about speed, speed. But I, I think when they feel good in their kit and maybe they're a little slower, but they look good. I'm, I'm good with that too. You know, that's, I, love that. that's, I love that. That is so awesome. Yeah. You know, so. It's like, also, if you feel like you look badass, you, you're going to feel more. Yeah. Badass and, you feel like you go faster. And your mental game. like. <laughs> Oh, yeah, it does. It really does. You're like, I just look so awesome, and yeah. intimidating. Yeah. I just, I'm just gonna go so fast. Yeah. Today. I mean, look how fit. <laughs> yeah. What? I just look so fit. <laughs> I mean, yeah. wouldn't we all, if we had daughters, that just be so stoked if they had that level of esteem and confidence? I mean, oh, yeah. I think, I think physical strength is is a pretty cool thing for yeah. that. So. No, I I totally love it. That's so awesome. Um, I think. Uh, Sydney had one more question. I have my one more question. Her, her very personal pertains question. Pertains to me. Yeah. <laughs> but everyone yeah. else too. Good. Um, so um, it's, are there any things specifically that women should be doing at like coming back after childbirth? Like after childbirth or coming back, trying to get back into training. Is yep. there anything that you recommend to do to help with getting back into Yes. The, the most brilliant, I mean, I... I don't have a lot of really close friends anymore that are going through this journey, but Rinny and I have become good friends. And I will say that the most ad, the most admiration I have for her is I, I literally, and she would back this up. I don't think she got off the couch for six weeks after she had that baby. Mm. Like obviously she moved around a little bit, but, but she spent time with Izzy. She bonded. She just let, the journey unfold the way it would unfold. And, and we knew, we knew the timing of that, uh, of her having Izzy in August uh, of last year, two years ago, almost now um, that she would not race Kona that year, but we knew that we had 14 months to get her ready for Kona. And she was so patient and she just didn't rush at all. And I think that that was what was able to give us a lot of um, success with her her pelvic floor, with how she felt um, just connected to her body again. Um, yeah. And I know because Kara shared the story, I mean, between Rinny's patience, incredible patience, and just understanding the big picture and the long-term goal of Kona uh, 2018 um, was very much in contrast to Kara Goucher's uh, yeah. experience coming coming through uh, having Colt, who is now eight, but she had to get back to training quickly. Mm-hmm. And she still, to this day, so I've been training Kara for a few years now, um, but we, so Colt would have been like five when I started with Kara. Mm-hmm. Um, so five years or six years after having Colt, um, she still has some issues that we are dealing with around um, pelvic floor um, stability. I think we're in a good place now, but when we, when I first got her, I mean, she was, she went back to full on training without having that feel back to her body. And is that what happened? And do you feel like that's, that was a detriment looking at the two? Yeah. Oh, absolutely. There, there are injuries because when you're a great athlete, you know what it looks like and you know what it feels like. Even if your body's not ready to do it, you'll go do it. 
So you're, you're like, I want to go for a run. You know, I went out for a walk and I ended up running. Well, that's kind of <laughs> cool. But, yeah. but all of a sudden you're like, now my hip hurts, mm-hmm. you know, and it, it's, it's one of those things we need to dial it back. There are some, there are some uh, exercises and some, some kind of uh, movements and challenges that I like to see uh, a woman be able to do before she starts running because running is a hard single leg landing you know and that's a lot of intensity into those landings so if you're not stable up your chain and your pelvic floor is not strong these other big muscles are going to take over and the little muscles they'll never they just won't come back for maybe even years yeah yeah Yeah. sounds like from the example like it is years yeah yeah. Like yeah. I, the brilliance of Rinny's Rinny's program right now, the one that uh, is the 18 workouts, the big one, mm-hmm. um, the brilliance of that and why I think that has been one of my most popular programs is because that program represents Rinny, one of the, in my opinion, one of the most fit athletic women on the planet. Mm-hmm. Um, this is her journey back to Kona 2018 from childbirth. Yeah. So I don't call it a postnatal program because I don't want to misrepresent that to people that a normal right. female athlete should should take it on. But it is the beginning. So, you know, it's a great it's a great journey. It's a, it's very I'm very fundamental oriented. I'm there's not a lot of, you know, crazy stuff. I'm not an Instagram uh, fitness, yeah. <laughs> you know, superstar because Model. because my stuff is relatively boring. <laughs> but you know, it's, it's progressive, it's systematic, it's small changes, little by little, and, and yeah. we build upon those things. So which yeah. one is that? Just name that that's one. The, uh, that's the Rini's Return to Kona full Ironman program. Okay. So that's the Ironman strength it, training full program with Rinda? Yeah, the full program. It's, it's three huge phases. Oh, so yeah, the three phases. You know, right. Yeah. Yeah. Cool, yeah. Like, okay. yeah. patience is key. Got it. Patience is, is key. Just don't be in a rush. And, you know, I, I'm psyched because now we know each other. I'll be there for you. Oh, yeah, thank you. you. <laughs> You're welcome. My pleasure and honor. She'll help me. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> I have certain. to get back at some point. Yeah. I need help. Oh, yeah, totally. Yeah. Doing it the right way is Yeah, because I want to do it the right way because I've heard of so many women having pelvic floor issues and hip problems after. Yeah. If you... You know, even now, um, if we just using Rennie as an example, since we're talking about having a baby and, you know, I watch uh, the the old Ironman races. I keep them all on my DVR and (laughs) I was, I was in my basement doing my, my workout watching 2014 or 2015. I don't really remember which one it was, but I watched Rennie run and I'm like, oh my God, she was so elastic. Like that's what makes her brilliant is she is so elastic. She just bounces, bounce, 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 bounce. Yeah. quick turnover, very short contact time on the ground. And that was pre pre Izzy. Mm-hmm. And then I watched last year's and I'm like, Oh, Oh my God. <laughs> she had to work yeah. so hard for that marathon yeah. because she was, she just wasn't quite back to being elastic. And that was, you know, 14 months after having a child, she came fifth in Kona to the best in the world. Um, you know, I'm definitely, we are working right now as we speak mm-hmm. on preparing for 2019 Kona. Um, yeah. 
she definitely did not like coming fifth and I don't blame her. She's, she's a first, second or third for sure. Even mm-hmm. if not winning, but yeah, but, it but was still we're working, <laughs> we're working on the elasticity, yeah. you know, yeah. the, the elasticity and because the hormonal response to pregnancy is, is this big um, softness that comes into your body and this yes. beautiful adaptation that comes that you can just move. You're like, wow, I'm so flexible. You know, it's like, <laughs> hey, it's not, that doesn't make you fast. You know? so, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It, yeah. So, so the flexibility, the elastin, you know, we need to account for when it's going to, you know, we need, we need it to go away in order to be fast and quick and elastic. So we're working on that now and uh, it's coming along. So it's good. She was starting to look like herself again. That's good. What an awesome example yeah. too. I mean, it's, well, yeah, so it, it's good. We've all gotten to witness it and she's been so generous with talking about it and sharing and stuff. So it's been, been yeah. super fun. I mean, it's just amazing on her part and definitely, you know, now that we're listening to you, amazing on your part, really just all that work that's going into it. And it's probably a huge advantage that you guys have known each other for so long too. Mm-hmm. I mean, knowing yeah. Pre- yeah. Minus, minus crashing. We've been, you know, knock on wood, we've been super healthy for six years, both mm-hmm. her and Tim. Yeah, no, it's just, it's a, it's an awesome um, partnership there. And I feel like, uh, you know, Sydney's been involved in a, a, trying to get together a group of women who, um, right. The BAM group. Yes. The badass the BAM moms. Badass moms. Oh yeah. yeah. Badass moms. Uh, and, um, I know that there are a lot more women than people may think that are having babies that really want to get back to real competitive, yeah, competitive you know, whatever they were doing. Sports. Some of them are pro cyclists mm-hmm. or some of them are not pros and, you know, you're going to go for your pro card, but yeah. you know, we're going to obviously be patient with that, but um, yep. kind of getting back. Uh, and I think there's some generate awesome generational stuff that's going on with that. We're in a generation that maybe is testing that out a lot more than yeah. they would have in my generation, which was awesome. But I feel like getting all this incredibly important information is going to be, you know, really really helpful yeah and well and i i think i couldn't agree more because i think what women need to know is that they can have it all (laughs) you know yeah you don't have to not having a having a child and going through that journey it it doesn't it doesn't have to slow you down you just have to be patient do the right things and and through the pregnancy do the right things you know you if you're that good of an athlete you're a very disciplined person to start with and so that's helpful um but yeah, we're we're seeing some of the best athletic performances that that have ever been, you know, naturally created here on the uh, here on the planet with with moms, yeah. you know, and they're finishing their races and they're happy and they're. I mean, I I've never seen Rennie so happy. And yeah. you know, one of the hashtags awesome. that we've been using is "happy is fast," yeah. you know. And really and it does, and and your ability to dig deeper and understand what you're fighting for. This is your family, and you know it's so fun. And happy is fast. And if if that if that's the cho the choice for somebody, and that's what they want, then they shouldn't. You're gonna get back. We'll we can get you back. You know, yeah. it's not a not the end of a career for sure. Oh, yeah, that's, it's, so awesome. that's especially what I'm yeah. trying to say, even though I haven't done it yet. It's just like. <laughs> I'm trying to <laughs> I think you're going to be good. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> but I'm trying to show people cuz I'm young too. I'm 18. 
So I'm trying to show people that it's possible, show women that it's possible and that you don't have to sacrifice your goals and your your wanting to be fit and all this stuff just yeah. because you had a baby. Dreams and right. not getting sacrificed. No, not in this podcast. <laughs> I freaking love it. Yeah. <laughs> that, is, that is not going to happen. Um, okay, just a couple more things, and then we'll actually let you go back to work. <laughs> Perfect. Yeah, it's Friday afternoon. Or maybe I don't know if I want to, we'll go back to work. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, so, uh, really, two more main things here. I know we talked about the coming back after baby. I'm going to bring us back to the 40, 50 plus. Uh, women. Yep. And we're seeing these, we're just going to go out of this, this last questions. We're just going to go a little bit out of the strength training thing, or maybe it is a strength training question. I don't I answer. I don't know. We're seeing yeah. amazing performances yes. in, in age group, age group women in Ironman 70.3s and full Ironmans. Um, I mean, they're just some pretty extraordinary numbers that these ladies are, are laying down. I mean, yeah. It's totally bad. They're demolishing stuff. the 18 to 24 age. Well, yeah. And, and they're coming yeah. to the pro women. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah. I want to just hear, I want to hear from Aaron on this. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> you, I want to hear your take on why, why that's, how's that happening? Like, what's your, what are your thoughts on that? Well, I, you know, and I'm, I'm, I'm there and I'm seeing, I, I it's a neat cause I've actually thought about this a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. There's, I work 40 to 50 hours a week mm-hmm. and there are a lot of the competitors and I, I only know my competitors now because I knew that I wanted to qualify for Nice. I, I love that whole racecation situation. The world championships is such a fun experience. And I, and I set a target for that. So I started looking into who I needed to be. And I think there's a maturity to the aerobic system that will, will carry you um, quite far. You know, in our pro women, we're seeing the winners are not under 30. They're in their mid, mid 30s a little bit. You know, there's the bell curve a little bit. You know, Danielle Reef is an outlier for sure. Right. But, right. but, but the majority of, of women winning marathons um, and whatnot, at least in the United States, uh, are in their mid to late 30s. This is, so this is the, 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 the peak uh, of performance. So age groupers, um, anybody who's a, who, who was a former pro who stayed in the sport is now starting to, and now they're 40. So they're an age grouper. So they're throwing down these elevated performances, but they're age groupers where they were used to be pros. And so cyclists come into triathlon because oh, right. they want to round out their, their schedule. Yeah. So they're throwing down this standard that a lot of other natural fast people who were fast in their thirties, um, like look at Colleen DeRook. Mm-hmm. Colleen DeRook is a, a, either a three, maybe even a four time Olympian. She mm-hmm. is 54 and she will run a half marathon off the bike as fast or in the window of what the pro women are running. And she's 54. Wow. And she, she won our age group last year in South Africa. 
and she won in Chattanooga, our age group. You know, so we've got all these former super uber athletes who are now in their 40s who are who are throwing down these times. The other thing is, is that a lot of the top competitors in that 40 to 55 age group don't work traditional jobs. Um, and a lot of them are friends of mine. You know, they're, they're either have their own coaching business or they're retired. Like they don't, they don't work. And so they're living like pros and they're so much wiser. I think wisdom is a big deal. You know, I have a lot of hope. I mean, look at uh, Craig Alexander. He's a great example of wisdom. He's 46, maybe 45, one of those two. And he just won a 70.3 against a relatively strong field of men. Right. And, but, he, but, his, but the wisdom that he brings to racing um, and training and rest is huge. I think if he did a podcast with Crowey, he would be talking about recovery way more than he would be talking about hard training sessions. Yeah. So yeah. the younger guys tend to overtrain. And then as we get a little bit older, we start recognizing, I need to rest more. So I think there's a wisdom and a patience that comes as we age. So I think that we are getting a more mature athlete. I think that the ones who are coming at the top of the standard and are beating some of the younger gals aren't working traditional jobs. Right. You know, some of them, some of them are done with their child rearing years. You know, they're, they're, and now they're free. They have more time to train. Yeah, and, um, and rest lifestyle. Yeah, yeah, and there and there's a book, you know, about the wisdom of training and how to train uh, and throw down big performances. That we're learning more and more scientifically how to train an older body, and it, it actually is how what we're learning. I think a little bit is it, it, it if we applied those same principles to a younger body, train less, mm. but train harder. I think we would find that the younger times would start coming up. You don't really need very many seven hour bike rides to do an Ironman. Right. You could do some four hour bike rides with big intensity within them. But I think that there's, there's a book called uh, play on that mm-hmm. came out in May of this year. And it's the science of high performance at any age. And that book is, is one of the best books I've read in a while. It just gives you all these little tricks, all these little hacks, of how to be better as we get older. And we really don't have to get slower. We just need to not train in zone three. We can't just go out and do, we call them, they call them junk miles, but yeah, you know, it's, it's train, train less, but train harder. And, you know, I, I was coached by Siri Lindley for three or four years and she doesn't like to use data and she's very vocal about that. I started craving data and wanted data. Um, it's just not who she is and how she coaches. And I changed coaches to, uh, Carson Christian, who is very data driven. He's, he's part of uh, the tri Sutto group. Right. Um, Brent Sutton coaches Daniela yeah, and Carson funny. is very data, very data driven. And the biggest thing that I found that I was doing, and the first thing we had to change for me was my easy days were not easy enough. Uh, and, 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 and I know you guys are coaches, but that, that once I started true easy, all of a sudden I was able to go harder and I was able to train my minuters on the bus, you know, used to top out around 200 Watts. Now my one, one minuters around 230 to 40. 
Mm-hmm. And that's only within one year, one year of training. And, and I weigh about 146 pounds or something, but that, the, that data piece really played a huge role for me. And uh, I tend to get in trouble if I train too hard on my easy days. Coach is just like, Aaron, you, you just compromise Tuesday's workout. Yeah, you know? well, that's the whole and, thing. Then you just messed it up. We get mad about these things. Right. <laughs> yeah. And so, yeah. so now I have a level of understanding for that. So I think that there are people in our age category who, who have, are really starting to tick those boxes of I'm training smarter, not harder. Well, I'm training smarter and harder, actually. That's, that's the key. Train smarter and train harder. Yeah. And, um, and I think that that is the, the real critical piece of why we're seeing our older athletes perform better than some of our younger athletes. That's perfect. That's awesome. Because, um, you know, one of the things that I like to talk about a lot is women of any level depend it doesn't depend if, if you're just beginning something or you're you're trying to get stronger and faster or you're at the the top end of elite age group land um accessing expert advice and really but basically that's training smart right yeah. that's training smart to yeah. us so getting expert yeah. advice instead of just whatever my girlfriend's doing over here, or whoever gave advice in some random group or whatever, yeah. actually, you know, really getting, that's, yeah. like a, that's like a thing for me in Sydney. Mm-hmm. We, want, we want these women to really get experts. You know, we're talking to you who's, who's an expert in strength training, but you're also an, an awesome athlete. So people should be listening for lots of different reasons, but also just, the other things, get an expert in nutrition so you can get that dialed in, you know, get yourself a coach that actually really matches you. Like you were saying, that was yeah. a great example that you gave, you know, that could be an amazing coach, but does it match kind of who you are and how you operate? And just yeah, get that expert advice, you know, I think that's a good, yeah. a good message. And go that. with your gut too. You know, as women, we do, we do have a strong intuition usually. Mm-hmm. And if it doesn't feel right and you feel like you, it, it's, it's a struggle to write that check to your coach every month and you're like, why am I doing this? Then listen to that. You know, I happily pay my coach. He works for me and he works hard for me. And I'm a coach. I work hard for my athletes. You know, when they write the check that they check, write to me, I, I want them to not even question the value. So if you're questioning the value that you're writing, go, you know, look out. There's more out there. There's, there's lots of people coaching and there's all different levels of experience. So, yeah. And philosophy. That's an excellent, excellent point. Mm -hmm. And um, I think the only just kind of last thing and Sydney, you and I have talked about this a lot is just getting women to actually hire themselves. Yes. Some experts. They're worth it. You are worth it. Yeah. You're worth it. You know, it, it, and I can't tell you, I mean, it makes such a huge difference in your journey, in your performance, you know, I mean, just like in your confidence. Yeah. All of that. Yeah. So, um, yeah. When, yeah. When somebody's dealing with you personally and your numbers and your ability and your time and your ability to recover, the, the outcome is hugely wonderful. It really is. That's what you want. You want good stuff. Yep. You know, you want to accomplish and all that. 
Um, Aaron, thank you so much. This has been a pretty amazing conversation yes, and thank you. like hugely enlightening. Um, everybody who's listening, we're gonna we're gonna put this up so that you can click on things and you can click through to get to Aaron. But um, just a reminder, EC Fit Boulder, and I think that's your website, right? Is it EC actually my website is uh, EC Fit Strength. EC Fit Strength. So cool. go, yeah. go there for the website. Um, her app is absolutely fantastic. I mean, you can get, Thank you. you know, I mean, I just love this thing. We've been using this for a while, Sydney and I, mm -hmm. and you can get all of the things that we just talked about on the podcast through the app. Um, and if you have any questions, I'm sure you can go on to the website and email you, right, Erin? Uh, yep. Yeah. Yep, I'm pretty quick to respond. Sometimes people are like, is this really you? I'm like, yeah, how are you? No, I, I really enjoy those conversations and I make time for them at the end of the day. Well, thank, thank you, you yes. so much. This has been awesome. Yes. We love it. We and, yep, uh, the, the, app is, the app is in the app store and that's the delivery system, but all the programs live on the website. Uh, it's at ecfitstrength.com. So that'll take you. So if you go to the website first, it'll take you on the whole journey. Perfect. Cool. All right. Awesome. Thanks. Well, thank you. Thanks. Thanks, guys. Thank you for joining us on the Trinamic Duo podcast, and we will see you on the next one. Make sure you give us some love by clicking that little heart button, and we'd love to hear from you, so don't forget to use the comments. And click that follow button while you're at it.